the notion that Internet Bar is working with civil society in these communities to teach about law and teach about business is a way in which we really sort of seed the notion of justice in those communities. And then, because the Internet is available through business workshops, help the community leaders in those communities reach out and sell their music online. This is Lawyer to Lawyer, the award-winning legal podcast with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. West Coast meets East Coast, and yes, they are attorneys, bringing you the latest legal news and observations every week with the leading experts in the legal profession. Produced right here on the Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for listening today. I'm Craig Williams from a very sunny Southern California on this shortest day of the year, December 21st. And this is Bob Ambrogi from a typically gloomy Massachusetts, uh, where I am uh, located uh, up on the North Shore, just outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to have a kind of a musical show today, Craig. But before we do, I want to just mention uh, the sponsors of our show and, and thank them. Uh, first of all, Clio, the web-based practice management solution, which is available at goclio.com. And Firm Manager from LexisNexis, uh, cloud-based practice management solution available at uh, myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. Well, Bob, that's the first time I've heard you do the sponsorship things. That's really great. Thank you. Yeah, I thought I needed some practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I know that you write a legal blog or two or three. I do. I write a blog called Law Sites and another blog called Media Law. How about you? Well, I write a blog called May It Please the Court, and I am pleased to announce that uh, after a practically two-year hiatus, I have once again started posting, and the blog is now up and active, and I'm trimming down the blog roll and uh, trying to make it make it back into what it was before. So wish me some luck. Well, that's good news. I'm glad to hear it. And as you mentioned in the beginning, Bob, music makes the world go round. And today on Lawyer to Lawyer, we're going to have a music-themed show to celebrate the holiday season. Uh, to start off today, we're going to take a look at the Peace Tones Legal Empowerment Project, a project of the Internet Bar. Uh, Peace Tones empowers musicians in developing countries through its workshops and continued mentorship programs to teach the legal, digital marketing, and social justice aspects of being musicians in the 21st century. Then later in the program, we're going to share a holiday treat from a great songwriter and longtime friend of this show. Looking forward to that. Before then, we have two great guests who are going to join us today. First, we're, we're going to have uh, attorney Jeffrey M. Oresti. Jeffrey is the founder and current president of the InternetBar.org Inc. or IBO. IBO leads the Technology and Rule of Law Project Peace Tones for the World Justice Forum. Just in the spirit of full disclosure, I'm a member of the Internet Bar. So welcome to the show, Jeff. Great to be here. Thanks very much. Well, and, and uh, geez, if we're doing full disclosure, I should say Jeff's an old friend of mine. I've known him for many years, and uh, I'm very happy to have him on the show. Uh, also joining us today is attorney Ruha Devanison. Uh, attorney Ruha Devanison is the executive director and vice president of the internetbar.org. They also have a website uh, about the project that we're going to be talking about today, which is uh, Peace Tones, and you can find uh, more about them at peacetones.org. So let me welcome to the program uh, Ruha Devanison. 
Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Craig. It's good to be here. And we should mention and clarify for our listeners that it is peace, P-E-A-C-E tones, uh, not the P-E-I-C-E. But, uh, Jeff, let's start off the show by talking about the inception of the Internet Bar's Peace Tones Legal Empowerment Project. Give us a little bit of a rundown on what you do. Well, the idea uh, sprang out of a walk that one of uh, my board members and I took in Liverpool several years ago. Uh, we were in the midst of implementing what we call our micro-commerce justice campaign, um, the idea being that in a lot of places in the world, though the Internet was accessible to all of us, it wasn't necessarily accessible to others. And so as we were walking in Liverpool and the music capital in our lives, we came up with the idea that maybe peace tones uh, could become a way to reach out to musicians in the developing world and give them access to tools that we accept uh, for granted here. So uh, that was the beginning of it. And then what we realized was that it was not just the tools that they needed, but it was also access to justice in the sense that the people that we'd be reaching out to, we should really help them understand what their legal rights might be in that setting, um, what ownership of intellectual property might mean, what entering into a contract might mean, and how to avoid disputes. So we began to hatch a plan, uh, and we started talking with people whom we knew and Before we knew it, we were in Haiti and Brazil and Sierra Leone uh, and getting the project underway by uh, going to these countries and seeking musicians out in that part of the world. So, so Ruha, follow up on that for us. Uh, it, it, once the once the product got launched, and, and I know I think you've been involved in it for uh, what a couple of years now, uh, or so. Mm -hmm. uh, what's what have you been doing uh, since then? Well, as, as Jeff mentioned, he started Peace Tones about two years ago, so we're still quite a new organization. The first three projects that that he did, he did them all uh, in 2009 and 2010, which was a little before I joined. Um, he went to Sierra Leone, Brazil, in Haiti, and, and found musicians through trusted nonprofits that he had met either in the U.S. or on the ground who recommended musicians that were doing really great social justice work in the sense of putting out a great social message um, and ran workshops with them on, on legal issues, but also on how to take their music online and sell their music uh, through Peace Stones to a broader audience through, throughout the world. So uh, a big part of what we do is the legal workshops and uh, the on-the-ground on the working with the musicians, but the second half of what we do is we act sort of like a, a record label in the sense that we take these musicians' work and we distribute it for them online through platforms like iTunes and Amazon.com so that audiences throughout the world can listen to their music and purchase their music. And of, of the money that we get from purchases online, we send 90% of the profits back to those musicians and require only that they they choose a community development project in their communities that they will give a percentage of their income to. And we came up with this requirement because we felt that it was important to keep these musicians tied to their communities with the income that they're generating from from their music abroad. And in that way, they give back to their communities, um, not only through their social messages, but also through 
to a sustained income. So we've been implementing that idea and growing the idea over the past couple of years. And our latest project, Peace Tones Haiti Sings, took place, uh, started the summer of 2010 and has just about wrapped up this year with the release of an album um, from the winner of that of that project, whose name is Juanito. So the uh, the interesting thing about Haiti Sings is that we decided to implement a contest instead of choosing musicians through other nonprofits. And so we went to Haiti last year. We held open auditions. We chose uh, a group of talented musicians, ran the workshops with them, recorded videos and posted those videos on Facebook so that we ran sort of like an American Idol uh, contest. And people from all over the world voted. We had over 10,000 votes in that contest. And the winner of the contest was Juanito. So um, Juanito is a, a really young, talented musician from from Jeremy in, in Haiti, but he now lives in Port-au-Prince. Well, and, this might be uh, a good. This might be a good time just to stop. We we have a yeah. clip uh, of some of Juanito's music, and perhaps we oh, could great. bring that in. Bring that in right now and hear a little bit of this. <laughs> That's great. If we wanted to find, or if a listener wanted to find that music and the rest of the Peace Tones project, where would we find that music on YouTube? On YouTube, you can just type in Juanito's name. Just type in Juanito and you'll find a bunch of videos from him. But if you want to listen to his album that we recorded with him, you can go to peacetones.org. And his album is on there, as well as all of the other musicians we've worked with. You can listen to all of the albums on our website and buy them uh, directly through our website as well. And Juanito spells his name W-A-N-I-T-O, right? He does. Great. So what kind of legal issues face uh, musicians outside of the United States that uh, that you're helping with, in particular the, the countries that you've gone to? Well, um, just going back to the song that you just played, um, one of the great things about working with Juanito is he has just taken off in Haiti phenomenally. And that song in particular is all over. It's the biggest hit in Haiti right now. People sing it on the streets and, and um, he performed at a concert called Digicel Stars, which is sort of like American Idol. And... Um, as he was singing the song, the entire audience was singing along. So when we went to Port-au-Prince and uh, released, we went to his album release party and we took the album for him to sell at that, at that party, uh, this was the first time that he had physical albums for sale. And so that night alone, we sold about 500 albums. And the next morning, when, when he came to meet us, he said, do you know that already... Someone bought the album that night, so the previous night, took it home and pirated it. And now on every street corner, we have pirated versions of my album for sale. And um, Adam, my colleague, and I just couldn't believe it. And Juanito took us out on the streets. And sure enough, right on that street corner, there was a pirated version of this album for sale. 
literally a few hours after the album hit the market. So that's a huge issue in both both in Haiti and, and in a lot of other countries, a lot of other developing countries, is, is piracy. Um, and this is something we talk about with our musicians, not only piracy in terms of physical CDs, but also on on the internet. Um, you know, once you sell an album to to an individual, it's very easy for them to rip that album, put it up on YouTube, put it up on their website, and therefore eliminate um, the need for others to go and buy the music when they can get it for free. So that's that's not only an issue that musicians in the developing world face, it's also an issue that musicians here in the U.S. face. And so this is one of the issues we don't really have you know, we don't have a clear-cut answer about how to get around this, but there are ways in which we brainstorm with our musicians and we have discussions about how to get around things like this. So the piracy on YouTube, for example, uh, other people putting up Juanito's songs without his permission, um, one of the videos on YouTube of Juanito has over 50,000 views, and it is not a video that Juanito... Um, endorsed. It's not one that Peach Tones put up. It's it's one that a fan of his who loved his music took took the music, took photos that Peach Tones had shot, you know, through Juanito's trip here, pieced them all together, and put them up on YouTube. Um, we had a discussion with Juanito with, uh, about this, and we said, "Look, do you want us to go to YouTube and and have them take that video down?" The benefit to taking it down is that only we and you put up your own music, and that way we protect your rights. But the disadvantage is 55,000 people have watched that video, and that means that many people know about you and want to hear your music and want to learn more. It's a difficult challenge, and we should we should uh, we should point out also that, that that that's of course not the only recording that, that you've put out. Uh, you've mm-hmm. put out uh, previous recordings from Haiti, from Sierra Leone, from Brazil. Exactly, uh, and, and Jeff. I, I wanted to ask you. Uh, you you've been involved in, in in this the internet bar for for many years. How how does uh, Peace Tones relate to that mission, and and what 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 can the legal community do to to help support these projects? relates to the notion of creating access to justice for everybody. We think of justice in the legal community uh, in terms of the creation of institutions that support the rule of law. That's really a major focal point. The World Justice Forum, which was a supporter of our project, recently put out a rule of law index in the last couple of years, and one of the key attributes in that index is the measurement of rights that can be created, such as intellectual property rights, around the world and teaching cultures about those rights so that they benefit from them. And this is what we're doing with Juanito, and this is what we were doing in Brazil and in Sierra Leone and in the northern part of Haiti when we were there before and running our legal workshops. And so the notion that Internet Bar is working with civil society in these communities to teach about law and teach about business is a way in which we really sort of seed the notion of justice in those communities. And then, because the Internet is available through business workshops, help the community leaders in those communities reach out and sell their music online. 
um, the legal community can play many different roles in helping an NFR out. Certainly one aspect of this is the Legal Empowerment Network, where we've reached out to attorneys from all stripes around the world, whether they're intellectual property attorneys, whether they're dispute resolution attorneys, uh, tax attorneys, uh, attorneys from different locales to help us negotiate what the local rules might be if we're helping somebody set up a business in those areas. So all of those lawyers have participated on a pro bono basis, volunteering their time to us. And uh, in the case of each of the artists that Peastones has started uh, to help out, we've had a, a local attorney help them represent them and work with them to understand their rights with respect to their own music. And then with respect to the communities themselves, since a project is uh, part of the picture, as Ruha talked about, each artist makes a donation of a portion of their proceeds uh, to a community project of their choosing. Uh, the community gets involved as well. So it's a real a ground swelling of what are the legal rights and how do we work uh, together. Uh, of course, um, the support of our projects uh, through participating on the peacetones.org uh, website. We have uh, the opportunity to donate to the community itself uh, to get involved. Um, so you can do everything from become involved as a lawyer helping out, volunteering time, to donating money, and I'm sure there are uh, other ways that we will come up with uh, as well. Um, uh, in coming years, uh, and certainly each year we've got a new project underway, uh, next year, we're thinking of a project in uh, in Kenya, and there could be other locations uh, that we'll think about. Uh, so lawyers are beginning to uh, look at ways to lead these projects and work with other uh, multidisciplinary groups. Uh, so we have business people uh, from the marketing area. We have um, lawyers involved on those teams as well. Uh, we have uh, people on the video and production side. So uh, lawyers can help out by deciding they'd like to help lead a project and contact us uh, in that way uh, because we're now at the point where we're beginning to replicate uh, what we're doing in other communities by teaching others how to do what Ruha has really uh, put into place in the last couple of years. Looks like we have about just two minutes left uh, to cover this, so we need to get your final thoughts and, and wrap up and get your contact information. So perhaps you can also give us a little bit of information about the Kickstarter campaign you guys have. Yeah, so Kickstarter is a really great way uh, musicians here in the States fundraise to put their albums out before before they um, actually do the recording of their album. And what it is is a fan funding platform and we thought, why not use Kickstarter to fund the release of Juanito's album? So we reached out to all of the Peace Tones fans who have heard and know, you know, heard about Juanito through his tours here in the States with us and also heard about Juanito through Peace Tones. We reached out to them and fundraised enough money to both put out his album and generate some publicity around his album through Kickstarter. And you can check out um, the Kickstarter video, if you just go to peacetones.org slash Juanito, you can listen to his album on there and also watch the video right right on our website. Great. And can we get your contact information uh, so our listeners can reach out to you if they want to get involved with your project? Absolutely. People can email us at admin at peacetones.org. That's just A-D-M-I-N. 
or they can reach out to us on Facebook uh, where we interact with a lot of our fans. They can also go on our website and we have a contact us page on our website and they can communicate with us through there as well. Great. Well, thanks very much. And uh, Jeff, can we get your final thoughts and your contact information? Absolutely. Uh, if anybody wants to reach out to me to participate, uh, you can reach out to me at uh, Jeff Arresti at peacetones.org. Um, and uh, our uh, desire is to involve uh, all of the legal community in creating new ways to shape uh, the online justice system that's emerging uh, by creating really interesting projects that uh, help make a dent in poverty alleviation around the world. most exciting part of our project is looking at a dozen people all around Juanito taking uh, pictures, taking video, uh, performing with them, and realizing that what we're doing is helping to create jobs. And that's the most exciting thing uh, in this kind of an economy to see that the justice community can, uh, can make a dent in that part of the project. But we really appreciate the chance to share these thoughts with you. Well, it's great work. And uh, just a, a reminder again to our listeners that uh, they can go to peacetones.org and find out all about the project, uh, buy the music there. Uh, I, I see you also ha have some T-shirts and other merchandise for sale there. And if people just want to donate, they can do that there, but they can certainly get a lot more information about it. So I urge our listeners to go there. And thanks to both of you for uh, this, uh, this great work you're doing. You're welcome. Thank you for having Appreciate us. Well, we need to take a short break now, and uh, we will return uh, with some more music on this program in just a few minutes. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to talk to us about the role of security in cloud computing. Jack, what about security? Are there any ethical or security-related concerns that need to be addressed with cloud computing? We're starting to see the first ethics opinions come out on cloud computing, and the early proposed ethics opinions like that from the North Carolina State Bar indicate that there are no ethical issues relating to the use of cloud computing in a law firm, but that as with the use of any third-party provider, an appropriate amount of due diligence needs to be undertaken to verify that the provider you're using has implemented an adequate level of security and privacy precautions and is essentially taking due care with your confidential client data. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if you'd like to get more information on Clio, feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. It's the office calling again. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, yeah. I need to do that, too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. That's perfect. The office can wait. You've heard of Firm Manager. You've seen ads for Firm Manager. Now you can try Firm Manager free for 30 days at www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. Firm Manager is the web-based matter management application from LexisNexis that lets you run your practice anywhere, anytime, including your desktop, laptop, mobile phone, or iPad. Take the free 30-day trial today at www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN and spend less time focusing on clerical work and more time on practicing law.
We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just give us a call anytime at 781-551-9960 or shoot us an email at admin at legaltalknetwork.com. Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Craig Williams. And this is Bob Ambrogi. Uh, every year around this time, we're visited by our friend, uh, Attorney Larry Savell from the firm Chadbourne Park, who entertains us with his catchy holiday songs. Uh, this year, Larry can't be with us, but we wanted to play one of his songs off his 2009 album. The album's called Seasons Briefings from the Law Tunes, and the song is called What a World. And Bob, this is a, a rearranged version of a song that Larry originally wrote in 2001, just after 9-11, which attempted in the wake of that horrific tragedy to encourage focus on an appreciation of all the positive and important things in our lives, like family and relationships, something that we know is near and dear to Larry's heart. And here are some of Larry's lyrics. What a world we live in with its mountains high. What a world we live in under boundless skies. What a world we live in. Across the mighty seas, what a world that brought you here to me. What a world. Let's take a listen. Well, sometimes I wonder if the world's gone crazy. So it seems. And sometimes I wonder, can we understand? What life means But then I think about the wondrous things The special joys that each day brings What a world we live in with its mountains high What a world we live in under boundless skies What a world we live in across the mighty seas what a world that brought you here to me What a world Well, Bob, that just about says it all as we uh, come up on the first day of Hanukkah and just a few days away from Christmas and those who celebrate Kwanzaa and any other holiday that you can think of this time of year. Uh, with the backdrop of what happened uh, some 10 years ago, just a few months back. And um, and it, we really miss having Larry with us on the show. He's a, it's a bright spot uh, at, for us at the end of the year. Yep. Well, one of the, I think one of the things... Uh one of the things we give thanks for, uh, or one of the things I give thanks for in this time of the year is uh, the many good friends, and, and that includes the many good friends uh, we've made through this show, and Larry is certainly, certainly one of the best. Uh, he's, he's been a, a, a great guest, uh, and uh, of course, he even wrote us a, a theme song uh, at one point, uh, 
And uh, all of you can find all of his stuff uh, at lawtunes.com. He's got a whole bunch of albums. It's funny, actually. I was uh, going through a bunch of uh, CDs the other day trying to figure out if I could throw some away. <laughs> uh, and I found a whole stack of uh, uh, Christmas CDs uh, that I've accumulated from Larry uh, from year after year now. So uh, it, they're, they're great uh, memories and a lot of fun. And he does a great job with them. So uh, with any luck, we'll have him back on the show again next year around this time. We're going to plan on it, and I, I think Larry is too. It's uh, unfortunate that he wasn't able to be here with us, and we certainly understand and, and respect his his need for a little bit of downtime. So I don't know, Bob. We should probably wrap up with our final thoughts as we approach the holiday season. Um, I'll flip it over to you and say what what um, what's driving you these days. <sighs> looking forward to some rest and relaxation more than I'm looking forward to the holiday season. I got to say, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's been a busy year. It's been a fruitful year, uh, for me, uh, personally, uh, and professionally. And, uh, you know, I, as I say, I, uh, this is the kind of time of year when, uh, you do get a little time to stop and, and reflect. And when you do stop and reflect, uh, uh, you know, it, makes you think about what's important and, and uh, it really comes down to family and friends uh and uh and uh that's about it you know <laughs> uh all the rest is is kind of surplus that we uh we play around with uh, in our work days and our jobs and everything else but uh to me it uh, really comes down to good friends and good family and uh, i'm really appreciative for uh having uh, both of those and uh, you know you and the folks at the legal talk network uh, ranking high among them so i appreciate all of that yeah we have a big extended family here at uh, legal talk network uh, not only our producer kate kenny and uh, mike hockman but bob Felis and uh, our the folks that own the legal talk network luann reeb and scott hess uh, our dear friends, along with all of the other shows that seem to have been spawned by you and me, uh, coming doing uh, Lawyer to Lawyer, and now there's a whole host of shows on the Legal Talk Network. So it's a great big family and a lot of friends that we have here. And I'm just very sorry that I'm going to miss the holiday party this year and, and seeing you. Uh, one of these years, I'm going to have to make it. Maybe for our 10th anniversary, I'll fly out. But um, yeah, what are we up to here? It, I've lost track. We're, we're, we're coming on our seventh year of this. Um, so this is, this is pretty amazing that it's been as consistent as it's been, uh, every week for the last seven years or six years now. And next year will be our seventh. So we're very excited about that. And I think you're right, Bob, uh, family and friends. And I think the one thing that, uh, that I've learned is just to be in the moment. Um, you know, when I'm at work, I'm at work and when I'm at home, I'm at home. And it took me a long time to learn that lesson as a lawyer. And I wish that, uh, I hope that uh, if there are any younger lawyers listening to us today, that uh, they can hear that message and take it home and uh, not miss your children's lives as they grow up uh, when you're busy trying to work and earn money for them to do the things that they're doing. That's It's a time of, of, of both uh, reflection and uh, promise of the new year and uh, also looking back and, and seeing what has happened. And it's, I'm grateful for everything that uh, has gone on. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, just as a side note to, to your, uh, to our mentioning of, of the legal talk network and, and its family, I, I just saw today that the Dennis Kennedy who every year comes out with his bloggy awards for the best uh, in legal blogging, uh, 
uh, in, in past years has given his best podcast award to this show, uh, it gave it uh, to yet another uh, Legal Talk Network show this year to uh, Rodney Dahl's uh, podcast, The Unbillable Hour. So, uh, and, and I think he gave his runner-up uh, award to all the the whole network of, of Legal Talk Network shows. So I just wanted to uh, make a, a congratulatory shout out to Rodney Dell for uh, a member of this Legal Talk Network family for winning Best Legal Podcast in Dennis's Awards this year. It's a great show and pretty much echoes, I think, what I just said. So it's uh, yeah. We're really happy to have Rodney with us and, and a member of our big family. And uh, yeah. especially goes a shout out to all the producers and people that uh, play such a big part for us in uh, making this show work. And uh, we, we don't thank them enough as the year goes through and really want to thank them for all their efforts uh, on our behalf and uh, look forward to another fun year of, of shows coming up. And uh, I think we should probably, with that, wrap it up for this week's Lawyer to Lawyer and remind our listeners that they can get CLE credit through West Legal Land Center for listening to Select Legal Talk Network podcasts. You can go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and click on the West Legal Led Center to get your CLE credit. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I guess we better get back to work. We could just hang around here all afternoon talking about how much we like all, everybody, but uh, probably not the best use of our time. So, well, but I, uh, but uh, best of the holidays to you, Craig, and uh, best of the holidays to everybody who listens to the program and to all the folks at the Legal Talk Network. And we'll be back next week with a kind of a year-end show. And happy holidays to you and happy holidays to the folks at the Legal Talk Network and especially a happy holidays to all of our listeners. And we want to remind you that you can find all of the Legal Talk Network shows on iTunes. And we will see you next week. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. Every week, a new legal topic that you won't want to miss. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.